Dr. Chiefu Ejiofobiri is a gifted author, financial consultant, and a success coach who speaks regularly in conferences and seminars around the world. Widely traveled, his training exposure with renowned institutions like the London School of Business and Finance and the Global Leadership Institute has made him one of the most sought-after speakers on the DNA of success. He presides over a global network of value-driven and principle-centered leaders from all walks of life. As you come under Cheerful's mentoring influence and wisdom today, may your progress in life receive a massive acceleration. The truth that was never told. If you have a notebook, it's a time to get busy. So I want to share a few things with you that could be of immense significance to you. You know, most of the most of the difficulties we encounter in life is on account of the fact that we really ask questions. I remember when when I was in school, growing up as a, an elementary school child, I had a very hostile teacher who always told me I asked a foolish question. If I asked a question, she would say, cheerful, that was stupid. So for a child accustomed to asking stupid questions, that teacher deprived me of a very important characteristic of growing up. And that is the quest and the natural query that a child should have, which is the secret to every major discovery. And I went through that lady's class. And of course, you know, in primary school, you have just one class and one class teacher. A very disadvantaged student. And it took me a couple of years to break out of that fear of asking questions for, <laughs> for the risk of having to ask a question that was stupid to the person I asked the question. But you know, the thing is this. A lot of us are going through challenges in life, difficulties and trials and struggles that would have emptied out if you only found somebody you could ask a question. You may not realize how trivial and how easy to solve what you call a challenge is in the mouth of a mentor. That thing that has been a lifetime struggle for you is a daily victory for someone somewhere. The only challenge you have is that you are afraid to ask a question. Why am I going through this? The second part of it is that some people learn to ask questions. But they ask the questions to the wrong people. But they don't get an answer. One day we were watching TV together in the sitting room. And I had, um, <laughs> I had, them, I had the newscaster repeatedly saying, and the NATO forces, the NATO forces, the Allied forces, the NATO forces, the Allied forces. Of course, NATO then was not Atlantic Treaty Organization. But I didn't know what it meant as a child. So I turned to my father and I said, Daddy, what is NATO? He said, it's not important. <laughs> so you don't ask every question. You only ask important things. <laughs> but he didn't know the answer. So the second part of it is that sometimes we ask the questions to the wrong people. Those who don't have the answers. And then the third part of it is that 
Sometimes we have the privilege of asking the right questions to the right people, but we are not patient to wait for the answer. That's what takes me to the foundational context in the Bible I want to use this morning. Turn with me to the book of John, chapter 18, and let's look at the truth that was never told. John 18, verse 37. Now, Jesus had just been handed over to Pontius Pilate. And a couple of conversations transpired between Jesus and Pilate, culminating in what happened in verse 36. In answer to Pilate's question, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now, my kingdom is from another place. Now verse 37 says, You are a king then, says Pilate. And Jesus answered, You are right in saying I'm a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Then Pilate asked him, what is truth? With this, he went out again to the Jews and said, I find no basis for the charge against them. When Pilate asked Jesus that question, what is truth? The man stood on the brink and the threshold of the greatest discovery he would have made in life. But he did not wait for the answer. A mistake and offense so many believers commit every day. What is truth? And then he turned and went and told them, I find no basis for this charge against this man. He never waited. If only Pilate waited for an extra few minutes to receive Jesus' response to what truth really is, Pilate's life would have been a different story. Now, there are two bodies of knowledge in life. There is a body of knowledge that governs the existential realm of life. By that I mean everything that happened, everything that has happened. We call it historical facts. Everything you see today immediately goes into archival history. Once it is born, once it is becomes existence, once it, trans, it transmits from the realm of the spirit into the realm of the physical, it goes into the body of existential facts. That is what you call history. It's a body of knowledge. And it's called facts. And truthfully, they are facts. My late father would always tell me, as a matter of fact, that means fact is matter, or fact is what matters. And truthfully, they are very important. I've had it said several times over that anybody who does not learn from history repeats it. So in that context, historical knowledge or that body of facts is very truth and very relevant to you. As a matter of fact, science has no basis except that which already is. Science leverages on the body of the known to launch into the unknown, to make projections about the unknown. But listen carefully, there's also another body of knowledge that deals with the inexistent information, so to speak. 
In other words, it has not yet been seen. It has not yet been heard. Some, it has not even been imagined by many, but it exists. That's a body of knowledge to which Jesus was making reference to when he said to Pontius Pilate, if only you know the truth. So the fact has to do with the past and the truth has to do with the future. The facts have to do with things that already are. The truth has to do with things that will be. A friend of mine came to my office a couple of days ago and he was lamenting. And he said to me that business is changing at the speed of thought. I said, what do you mean? He said he, he, bought, he, he imported 15 million naira worth of photographic equipment. Because he had a big photo lab. And then he packed everything and went in for an election and won the election and spent four years and of course came out. Now he came out from politics. I wanted to go back to the business he wanted to do before he got into politics. Just four years ago. Just four years ago. Only to be told by his staff that the business is dead. And he says why? He says that technology has rendered the equipment he imported four years ago obsolete. He said, okay, can we sell it? He said, there's no market for it. It has no second-hand value. I said, and I asked him, what actually happened to the equipment? He said, nothing. It's just the advent of GSM. Uh, sorry, the advent of um, the smartphones that are, that are discharging a lot more value and a lot more features on affordable phones. So not before, prior to now, um, having phones that had photographic features and all that were the exclusive preserve of phones that were very expensive. Now, there are cheaper phones that are coming out that has the features and the technology and the ability to take the kind of photographs his 15 million naira machine cannot do. I just discovered, for example, that um, I, no longer, I no longer have to recharge my iPad. I was doing that every month until a few weeks ago I was with a friend in the UK and he says why do you have to do that? All you need to do is to take the personal hotspot from your phone and then recharge your iPad. Now what has happened is that it has cost a Tesalat some business. They have lost a customer in me on account of this knowledge. And of course it's it was, it's a body of fact, or it's facts for those who know it, but it's truth to me because I didn't know it. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, if I go on TV now and begin to advertise to everybody and say, hey, if you have an iPad and you have a phone, a smartphone that has personal hotspot features, you no longer have to go buy so and so and so. Just enable your Bluetooth and you can access your Wi-Fi. From your personal household, I will close business for a lot of people on the spur of an information. That is how hot information has become. And the reason why you need to align yourself with the truth, even though you know the facts. Remember I said facts are very important, but they should not be ignored. Talking about it in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1, the great prophet of old said, which report do you believe? What is your faith based on? Is it based on the body of facts? Or is it based on the body of truth? 
What is your life dependent on? Let me take you through a little journey and then I come back to where um, I'll be doing my conclusion this morning. Mary was a, a, a lovely sister, righteous sister, pure and virgin. She was betrothed to a man called Joseph and she was virgin at the point that Joseph met her. They were engaged to be married and she knew that medically speaking, scientifically speaking, using every body of existing knowledge, there was no way a woman could have a child without the implantation of a man's seed. Are you following what I'm saying this morning? She knew that. And that was what she lived on and she hoped for the day when the wedding would be consummated. And then she would have the privilege that every other woman in town had of having a child of her own through the agency of her husband. But one day she woke up in the morning and there was somebody standing in her room. And the woman and the, and the man congratulated her for her and said, in a couple of months from now, you're going to be with child. And Mary said, how can? I said, it's not possible. And the man said, why? He said, because I'm not yet married to my husband. And I cannot have an affair with my husband until we get married. And the angel said, that's a fact. But that's not the truth. And Mary turned to him and said, what is the truth? He said, the truth is that you shall be with child. And the power of the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. And a holy thing shall drop into your womb. And that holy thing shall be called Emmanuel. That was the truth. Mary struggled with this. But suddenly she said, well, I'm the handmaiden of the Lord. I don't quite understand this. But I believe all the way. And that was how suddenly a child was transported into her womb. And eventually, Jesus was born. So what is truth, ladies and gentlemen? Truth is anything that God says, regardless of the fact. Truth is anything that God says, even if it's in disharmony with any known law. The moment it comes out of the mouth of God, it becomes truth. Dear friend, thank you for listening to today's message. Your life can be very chaotic and sometimes you simply want to give up hope. Want to assure you that God loves you and cares a lot about you. Put your hands on your chest and pray for you. Lord, I ask that this listener, my friend, will experience a turnaround. His life, his finances, his family, her hopes and dreams, cause the change she desires to come through quicker than he or she expected. I give you praise for this miracle. What a pleasure to share this moment with you. God bless. The ACE Graduate School is Nigeria's premier human resource refinery, reasoned from the East as a solution to the endless search of employers and job seekers. The AGS offers to the employer high-value driven and principle-centered staff and dream jobs to the unemployed. Connect, learn, discover, become the change you wish for. Visit www.acegraduateschool.com and get enrolled today. For further inquiries, call 0816-262-8472. Thank you.